This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Aaron Rennig here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Let's get right into it. ER, two in one week last week in college football, and start off with the early game on ESPN2, noon Eastern kickoff. Minnesota on the road, 16 and 46 and a half at Lincoln. Against Nebraska, one thing about those Nebraska fans, they'll be, uh, there won't be an empty seat in the house, man. Uh, a gazillion uh, sellouts in a row. Uh, you want to look at the total? Yeah, I do. You know, honestly, I think both bets are not bad. I mean, I, I was, uh, Jimmy, I was kind of shocked at this number too. Sixteen and a half. They're giving a lot of respect to uh, the Gophers here in Minnesota, but I'm going to look at the under. Is well, I think the under is the best bet. I've, you know, with Nebraska, you have quarterback questions. Casey Thompson uh, left the game last week, and you know, last I saw, he was uh, limited in practice. He's got a bad elbow. He got hit on the elbow. They were not prepared for, you know, backup, second backup, third backup, whatever they were going to do, which, you know, for Nebraska, it's not surprising uh, that that would happen. And, of course, uh, with Minnesota, you have a team that, you know, they just don't want to come out of their shell. They're just going to run it and run it and run it some more, uh, throw the ball a little bit. But, I mean, the ratio here is like 3-1 to one at least. That's all they, they're interested in doing. And, you know, as far as running up the score, they don't want to do that. They just want to win safely uh, by more than a touchdown. That's fine. Uh, so, you know, I think you can lean here towards the points. Uh, but I'm going to go under the total. I think that's the best bet. Nebraska has pr- improved defensively. The, you know, the first thing the head coach, uh, you know, the new head coach did, or the interim head coach, not going to last that much longer, took the black shirts away from this team. So they want to prove something defensively each and every week. This team is trended under the total. Much overdue to remove those black shirts yeah. over there. It's a, it's a little bit in the rearview mirror since they had uh, that right. kind of uh, defense playing uh, in Nebraska. We know about their struggles, but especially on the defensive side. So over 46 and a half on that early kickoff. On under, ESPN. under, under, under. I'm, I'm sorry, under, under 46 and a half. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Thompson uh, out uh, with the um, – I guess that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, you know, when you're looking at uh, Nebraska, because he was, he was, you know, they they actually with Mark Whipple, he was he were, they were throwing the ball okay, much better than what they did under Taylor Martinez. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you take him away, uh, and uh, there we go. Uh, let's stay with another um, early kickoff, same time, noon Eastern on the Big Ten Network in the same conference, in the same um, in, uh, in with Wisconsin five and a half and fifty 
over Maryland. Maryland uh, with a um, a buy coming off of a buy here uh, after their close call against Northwestern. And, of course, we continue to monitor the Wisconsin Badgers uh, under interim coach uh, Jim Leonard. Mm-hmm. Leonard, and uh, they're coming off of a bye uh, as well. So off of the 35-24 win against Purdue where they jumped out to a big lead and uh, kind of coasted the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm trying to stick uh, with my strength here, Jimmy, and I'm going to go uh, with a, another Big Ten game, and I'm going to go with an underdog. I'm, I like Maryland plus the points. I've talked about it with this Wisconsin team, and, you know, sometimes you just have a, a good read on the, the teams you follow in college football. Remember, we got 130 teams to follow. Um, you know, I try to follow the Big Ten a little bit closer. You know, first of all, you know, Wisconsin, and I like the move to Leonard. I, I hope he gets the job. I think it's the right move here uh, for Wisconsin. But it just, you know, from a talent perspective, Maryland has caught up to him. A lot of these other teams have caught up to him. This is not – you know, your typical, you know, number 20, number 25 type of Wisconsin team that uh, it mainly it's it's this defense. It's just not what it was. They don't have the talent. They lost everybody in the secondary. And now you get this matchup with Maryland. Maryland, you know, they <laughs> they got a good receiving team, you know, Jared and company, and obviously you got little Tua at the quarterback position. He's going to be back. For this game, he missed that last game against Northwestern. They still put up plenty of points. It's it's a good offense. They just got to do it. Five five and a half points. I think Maryland honestly should be almost favored uh, in this game. Wisconsin's getting way too much respect here, Jimmy. I like Maryland uh, plus the points. They're probably going to win this game outright. Two and one uh, for Jim Leonard in the interim. Two and one straight up, and two and one against the spread. Also, those interim coaches have had some success against the number, so maybe attracting some public mm-hmm. action uh, to drive that number up a little bit more than what we we would expect uh, right now. All right, in the Pac-12, late one on FS1, uh, 10:30 Eastern, 7:30 in the desert. UCLA, 11 and 66 at Tempe against the Sun Devils. Yeah, obviously, uh, I'm going to look at another total here, Jamie. I like this game over uh, the total. High total here, 66. But, you know, I tell you what, the <laughs> in this conference, Pac-12, it doesn't really matter. You know, they put up points so easy. It's just a different brand of playing football right now. And UCLA is, you know, for, for playing in this conference against a lesser defense, which I think Arizona State is, at this point, it's just they can score virtually every time they want to play. I mean, um, they are so good with what they want to do, running the ball and you know, passing the ball. They've improved so much. They got the tight end now, that which they can do. They run the tempo with what they want to do. And you look at this and you're like, wow, Arizona State, Herm Edwards, it's, it's just crazy. Herm Edwards not around anymore. They switched everything up. Uh, last week they came out against Colorado. They want to change it up. The interim coach trying to keep his job down there. Uh, they ran with a lot of tempo. They switched the quarterback to a more passing game. Uh, I think to a degree it caught Colorado off guard, but at the same time, uh, this offense is much more potent. Uh, they're running uh, a lot more faster, so they can come out here and they can score 28 themselves. You know UCLA is going to do it, so I like this game over the total, Jimmy. Yeah, Darian Thompson-Robinson has really fine-tuned. We see in this uh, with uh, several quarterbacks. I think Bo Nix is another one uh, yeah. at Oregon who is just kind of, you know, they have ability, 
um, but they are just tightening things up uh, a lot. Um, I mean, and, you know, he's <laughs> with the uh, the local kid, uh, Charbonnet, too, you know, who transferred back oh, uh, from yeah. Michigan. I mean, you, you've got – Kelly wants to run the ball, and then, man, those safeties have to come up and run support, and that creates some easier throwing opportunities. And Thompson Robinson just isn't missing a whole lot. You talked about uh, Arizona State averaging 33 points a game their last three. Well, that's that's half the battle. You know UCLA is going to get 33 yeah, you know, uh, you, in this one. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, Thompson Robinson, it's interesting because he's been, you know, highly motivated, you know, could go do, you know, he's probably not going to be an NFL quarterback, but he's a great college quarterback, especially in that conference. You know, you like you say, you put Nick's Robinson in the SEC. It's just, it's a different thing in the Pac-12. Scoring right. is just so much easier, and I like this game over the total. I think it's a great bet. Averaging uh, the UCLA offense uh, over 500 yards a game, 40 points a game, yeah. uh, 222 rushing. I mean, they're 51% on third downs. I mean, uh, Charbonnet has uh, close to 1,000 yards already uh, in 10 touchdowns. I mean, they are they are a, a hell to deal with, and you know right. the weather is going to be fine uh, also. So uh, over 66 of it. Hey, I mean – Remember when we broke down the UCLA-Oregon game, those two combined for 82 starts at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they should get a, a little bit better. So maybe it's taking a little bit longer. That's and like you said, removed, starts, right? removed from the SEC uh, the, where the, the defense and the athletics there's guys lot, and the, a lot of guys in the NFL that don't have the whole amount of combined starts, <laughs> right? No doubt. It no really doubt. is right, the, different. The, uh, asking everybody this week, the, uh, the SEC – uh, divisional semifinals, basically mm-hmm. what it is. Going to take a lot to keep the winners out of the Georgia-Tennessee and the LSU-Alabama game out of the SEC championship game in Atlanta. Start off with number one versus number three. How about that? I can hear it in their sports books already. Wait a minute. Number one teams getting right. eight points? So, you know it is ch- uh, a lot of public action, over 90% at multiple sports books on the Tennessee action. Look ahead last week was 12 and a half. After the impressive win, and it was impressive yeah. in a look-ahead spot against Kentucky. Uh, they dropped it to nine and a half. Now the betting public has knocked it down to eight. Georgia, eight over Tennessee. You know, I tell you what, it, it's <laughs> it's just one of those things that's hard to bet against any of these teams at some point. Obviously, to me, hard to bet against Tennessee plus the eight points, eight and a half points, whatever it is. You can see Georgia – Certainly rev things up. They, you know, they ran a lot more tempo. They opened up that offense last week. You know, they're ready to try to score with Tennessee because I think they know they're going to have to put up some points. Uh, but I, I tell you what, you know, that Volunteers team is. I had that team circled to to start the season, and you know, they just have not let down. They've been potent, and you know, you got to defend. You know, what twenty seconds per play, less than that, nineteen, eighteen seconds per play. It's yeah. still a defense that's can be a little bit raw, but um, so I've, you, you got to look at the points here. Uh, to me, with Tennessee, I mean that's the only way to look. But you're not surprised if Georgia comes in; they got their A game, kind of the same way on the other side. Alabama is so very good, but you know from the wide receiver position, you've seen it in their bigger games. They just they're not as potent as they once were. They're missing out a little bit from a talent perspective. On that side of the equation, LSU is a team that's still getting better. They're still trying to find themselves, you know, from a talent perspective. They they still probably might not be there, but 
you know, you got to remember, you're talking about a point spread, which is 13, 13 and a half points. So I got to take both dogs, see see what the chances are, Jamie. I, I'm, I'd actually be surprised if both favorites were to cover here. Uh, yeah, in Tennessee, well, we, everybody talks about their offense, and that is the strength of their team, no question, with Hooker. The defense is, defense is actually, that's probably been the most surprising thing about this team. Well, that's what I'm getting to, right? you know, because if you play at that speed, it's going to compromise your defense. And yeah. we've seen uh, some coaches come in all hyper-tempo, and then they kind of dial it back once right. they get into the middle of the season. They're dropping like flies on their defensive front. Defense last year, uh, 61st in the country in yards per play defense. This year's 35. So that, that jump up has given them, you know, it, it's not great, but it's considerably better. And that's the, like, like you said, that's where I'm surprised. Doesn't surprise me. Hooker, who wasn't even the projected starter, so didn't even ha- didn't even have the uh, the majority of the reps in August camp going in. It was Milton last year, and well, how good will he be uh, with reps with a year off? He's just continued right where he uh, dropped uh, where he, where he left off, and he uh, you could give him to Heisman if they do pull off the upset. I I, I hope so, Jimmy. It, you know, it's really unfair because. He, you know, they they gave Burmeister the job at Virginia Tech over Hooker. All Hooker's ever done is produced. His teammates love him, and it, it's just crazy. Um, re- honestly, how good you got to give him credit. How good he is. He's just a winner. Uh, I don't think the guy for Virginia Tech's quite as good. <laughs> hey, I mean, what? How do you miss on that one? Hey, man, Urban Meyer uh picked uh your boy over Joe Burrow too. So right. I mean, it uh it does happen. So and you know what it might be uh too, which it drives me crazy. Once they land on campus, forget how many stars they got. Yeah. Forget it, forget it. So um, I right, uh in LSU and Alabama, let me throw these numbers at you, ER. Um, LSU. Their resume, and they got the the, the new committee poll. Uh, they're number ten. Their resume is not ten. Um, they probably more fifteen range, something like that. If you look at the whole body work, but I challenge you to tell me another team was improved more than LSU over the last two games. Granted, Alabama has a better defense in Florida and Ole Miss, but they still could not look have looked any better with that, especially Daniels, who's throwing the ball yep. more and has become more of a become a true dual threat instead of a running quarterback. Eleven touchdowns, six with his uh six with his arm, five with his legs the last two games. So even against weaker def- defense in Alabama, who's fifth in the country in touchdowns allowed. Half of those were in Knoxville. And we kind of put too much emphasis uh, on that. But it also has given this young group some confidence uh, going in. They should move the ball, and they should have a thing. And also the emergence of number 40, who both Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart went out of their way to talk about how big of a difference when he got more snaps as the game went on. I looked at the point spread values in Vegas, and I don't know where you have, but LSU is still like 20, 21, 22. And this might be the last chance because that's over the, over the whole course of the season. They're playing so much better than what they were mm-hmm. in, which is not atypical of a first-year coach. So might be the last time where you get this point spread value if they're competitive or even pull off the upset. Well, you know, that was a couple – you know, you, you touched on a couple things here with LSU. Number one, uh, you know the talent is there. 
You know, you just got to be able to coach it up and get everything organized and ready to go. And you knew that that was, uh, obviously they're going to be capable of that, doing that. So you left the door open for this team to improve. The big thing with me, you're right, the quarterback position uh, with Daniels, it's it's completely different from an offensive perspective. They were conservative, you know, run the ball as much as possible. Quarterback runs now. Uh, this thing, this thing is uh, opened up. You know, I've I've read and I've watched how uh, the chemistry has improved. They've had private meetings. They've tried to get this thing together. You know, if if you watch Daniels from Arizona State to LSU, you never really knew he could throw the ball like he's throwing the ball right now. Uh, he has improved immensely. He's got weapons to work with, and then he, you know he still has the running game, uh, which could really upset a defense. So. Uh, this is definitely an improved LSU team. You know, are they on par with Alabama? Probably not yet. No, no. Uh, but you know, you're getting two touchdowns just about here, which uh, you know is is the great equalizer, as we'll say. And this is not the, the typical uh, Alabama roster uh, where they won national titles. To me it's with not me- right with mediocre quarterback right. play. Or imagine Bryce Young on some of those other teams, and imagine a person. You know, I mean, Bryce Young is. I mean, he, he threw for almost 500 when he fell down in the Heisman ballot in, in Knoxville. He couldn't do any more, and he got hit uh, in that game, too. He's going to be fine. He's having a great, great season and doesn't have Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell and some others that uh, we've seen in the past, uh, Jamison Williams uh, there. So uh, they may be a year away. And also, uh, ER, two true freshman starting tackles. That takes some time in that line. So uh, Jaden Daniels is trusting his receiver, his receivers more. Well, they kind of made him. They said, dude, you got to throw us the ball. We going in the NFL. Right. Get, let him, get rid of the ball. And he's getting trusted his protection as well instead of a one-look, tuck-it-and-run guy that he was early in the season. One thing about it, it'll be lit in Tiger Stadium and also between the hedges in SEC play on Saturday. All right, so ER's got Maryland plus five and a half and then uh, over 66 in UCLA-Arizona State game and under Minnesota-Nebraska game there. So two and one last week. Let's continue the winning ways for Aaron Renning. I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.